Welcome to the Money and Coffee Show, where we discuss different topics on how to live financially healthy. If we can live financially healthy, so can you. My name is Melvin. And I'm Pedro. Today, we're going to show you how to flex on your debt. Yeah, too many people are flexing about their debt instead of flexing on their debt. So let me explain. All right, when we say flex on your debt, we mean take control of your debt. And if you have all this debt and you're not in control of it, you don't have a plan on how to attack this debt. And at that point, you know, things because the debt controls you. The, the debt controls you. And I mean, you can flex all you want about your new car, but that's what I like to call flexing about your debt. Yeah. You know, so today we just want to tell you how to flex on your debt. We're going to start covering some topics, different types of debt, and how you can tackle those. Most of my points today are based off of Dave Ramsey's teachings, brilliant man. In regards to finances, uh, someone that I take advice from because he's been there, he's done that, he's in a good place now, and I am where I am because, I mean, I give glory to God, but I also want to thank Dave Ramsey's teachings, and I just want to pass this on to you guys, to you listeners. Yeah, and Dave Ramsey, uh, look him up. Um, he, he, He filed for bankruptcy a couple times. Yeah, millionaire at 21, right? Yeah. He was a millionaire at 21, 21, I think he said. And then... He thought he could own the world, drove a Jag. <laughs> and, yeah. And, I mean, he was at his highest point. You know, no one could tell me he, otherwise. He was flexing uh, about his debt. He was flexing about his debt. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, that debt caught up to him because he didn't have the proper plan in place. Yep. He went to rock bottom. Rock bottom. He lost it all. He lost it all. And he had a baby. He He just had a baby. I think he had two. No, he had one, and then he had a baby on the way when he lost everything. Oh, I thought you were saying like he just had a baby. No, no, no. I was no. like, whoa, <laughs> no. get it, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> cool. So first debt that we want to talk about is student loan debt. Uh, this is, I was looking, I was doing some research on this, and it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy how much student loan debt is in the u.s i mean uh, according to nerd wallet studies for example total u.s student loan debt is 1.6 million billion or trillion trillion yep trillion dollars Gotta be. and 2018 college grads with loans owe about an average of twenty nine thousand dollars twenty nine thousand two hundred dollars that's the average um so you know, 65% of the class of 2018 graduated with student loan debt. So 65% of graduates owed money, basically. And according to the most recent data available from the Institute of College Access and Success, uh, of course, you know, you have to factor in different professions. But let me just tell you something. Average debt for medical school graduates was 196520 bucks. Whoa. So that's medical school. Dental school. I mean, that's you're gonna be looking at people's teeth. Two hundred eighty five thousand one hundred eighty four dollars. Wow. Average debt for pharmacy school graduates, hundred sixty six thousand five hundred twenty eight dollars. And I mean, these are pretty uh crazy numbers. I was warned about student loan debt. Uh so that's something that 
you know, I tried to avoid and I did. I managed to because I was like, well, if I don't have control of my of what I'm going to pay to go to school, then I'm just not going to go to school. I was yeah. like, yeah. hey, unless I have a plan, unless I have a scholarship, which I, I did get a scholarship, then I'm not going to go to school because of these crazy student loans. You know, it's and the, you know, the interest and just everything that it's just a lot of pressure, man. And it's it's like you graduate. And I mean, unless you have a plan, which we will go through, then it's it's just tough. Yeah. If you file for bankruptcy, is it true that student loans stay on you? I believe that it does. Oh, I don't know. But I don't know that we have to we have to look. We have up. to look that up. We'll yeah. tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. I do know that they have student forgiveness uh, debt, and I think it was Bernie Sanders who was like, well, if I get elected, we're just going to get rid of college or student loans, gotcha. student okay. loan debt. Okay. Um, but there is a, a student forgiveness program. However, I wouldn't bank on it because if you look at the fine print, right, of the requirements, there's things like you have to work in a public service job for 10 years in order to be forgiven the loan so that's still at least 10 years of you paying for for these student loans and there's just a lot of different requirements so it's not something you can be counting on because it's it's not there's so many requirements to it that you chances are you won't meet all those requirements yeah it's probably easier to just pay them off yeah yeah it's probably easier to pay them off exactly uh so First tip, first things first, we've talked about this. We continue to talk about it because it works. It's effective is get on a budget, get on a budget. This is serious. All right. If you're not already doing this, this is what Dave Ramsey says. If you're not already doing this, now is the time to start creating and living on a budget ASAP, ASAP in caps. A monthly budget will show you exactly where your money is going and where you can cut back. You might even find extra money you didn't Mm -hmm. know you had. Okay. So, number two, pay more than the minimum payment, okay? Because you might not even break even with the interest that's piling up, all right? You're going to have to make some sacrifices, some financial sacrifices. That means that upgrade on that phone, you might not do, you know, cups of noodles, rice and beans, <laughs> Yeah. you know? If you get tired of rice and beans, beans and rice. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Switch it up. Uh, and then, you know, Dave Ramsey has this whole debt snowball where you tackle your smallest debt or your smallest, you know, amount of money that you owe and then just kind of use that money that you're paying towards your next uh, credit card or whatever it is. And it just kind of uh, all falls, you know, grows as you continue to make those payments and pay those cards off and yeah. everything, which is something that I did, that small snowball. Look more on DaveRamsey.com. It'll talk about the, um, what is it, the seven, seven baby steps. Seven baby steps. Yeah. Good, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, number five, apply every raise and tax refund to your debt. When you get that tax refund check, it is tempting to spend it. However, you are on a different mission, my friend. Mm-hmm. Use that tax refund on your debt. Number six, and we're going to talk more in detail about this later today, and it's get a side hustle. Side hustles. 
get the side hustle. And then number seven was that don't bank on that student forgiveness, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, because uh, if you're relying on someone else to get out of your loans, it's going to take you way longer. Um, so we're going to talk about car loans right now, and it's a huge expense in the U.S. Consumers have a total of 1.2, what is it, million, billion, trillion. It's got to be trillion. I mean, if student loans is in the trillions, it's got to be trillion. Right? It's trillion, 1.2 trillion in auto loans alone. So, uh, so one point six trillion for student loans, and then one point two. So that's two point eight trillion dollars in student loans and car loans. And if you think about it, I mean, chances are these students have a car. Oh man! <laughs> think about it. That's you, crazy. So, um, depending on where they live, of course, because they could take trains, stuff like that. But still, man. Still, yeah. If you have a new car and you're making that payment, because most mostly, if you have a student loans, once you graduate, um, you know, you're you get a job and then you have to pay a car payment. Oh my god! Um, so the average car payment in America is five hundred and fifty four dollars in twenty nineteen. Five fifty. Five fifty. Yep. In twenty eighteen, it's it was four thirty. In twenty seventeen, it was four ten. So, so it's just going up. It's just going up. So mm-hmm. think about in 2020, what is going to be. I'm predicting it's going to be at 600 at least. Yeah, 600 at least. And it's because of all that technology that they're putting in the uh, the cars. The right? cars, exactly. So just, they're able to charge more because of technology. and Plus Instagram, everybody's posting about new cars. Everybody's just, just going to go up. Um, the average car purchase in America is 37185 37,185 yep. is the average. Okay. You, do you know what the average American wage is? 56,516. So the car average purchase is going up and the minimum um, wage is staying the same pretty much in America. So mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey says that you can only buy a car or brand new car when it only affects your net worth by 1%. Just take whatever it is that you have that you own minus the debt, that's your net worth. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're going to talk about tips on how to avoid these payments. Um, you already said most of it is a budget, but the budget is the most important thing. When you it go is. buy, it is. Yeah, when you go buy a new car, you want to have a budget in place where it fits in your budget. Um, so it doesn't allow you to spend any more money than what you're, you're, you're making in a year. And when I create a budget, I like to get the old school pen and paper because when you something about writing things down with your with a pen on a paper that helps me to feel it more to yeah, like yeah. to make it more real to yeah. me than just putting it or typing it into my notes app or something. Same thing with your goals. I feel better when I write it down than it is if I type it up or or just think about it. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, when you do your budget, you know, that's kind of like you're basically setting a goal. And if you don't write down your goals, if you don't determine your goals, then what's to tell you that you're successful? Exactly. You know, because you don't have that success piece. You don't have that goal. And if you write it down, if you figure it out, 
then you can say, okay, well, I'm successful because I've reached my goal or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, if you have a student loan, this is tip number two. Um, if you have student loans, I wouldn't buy a brand new car. Um, no matter what. No matter what. In the first year, it loses 60% of its value. 60%. That hurts. Yeah. So if you buy a car, um, it's not going to be worth the same amount once you drive it off the lot. Yeah. So, and then you, if you go to resell it, which is my tip number three, is go on um, Kelly's Blue Book, see what your car is worth, and see what you can get out of it if you're trying to get out of that loan. That's the fastest way to just sell the vehicle. Um, you got to be very careful about that because you also, of course, credit is involved in there, and if you give it back, um, it's gonna hurt your credit. Oh, if you just if you just say I don't want to pay it anymore. Yeah, if you don't want to pay it anymore. You just give it back. It'll hurt your credit. It's basically kind of like getting repoed. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. You And you don't want to skip any payments on, like, I don't have it this month. Um, because you, that'll just present problems in the future because ex- that's going to be on your record. Exactly. I think ex- for seven years at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. It stays on there. Yeah. Especially if the cars go into collection and goes, I think it's like, no, I didn't think it's seven years. Mm. Look it up. Um. Check the value before you buy a car. Check the value of it. See what other people are paying for that same car model. Um, you want to buy a car used first before you buy a brand new car. If that's your first car, don't buy a brand new car. Buy a used car because you can pay for it cash. It's easier to pay for cash. It holds its value better. And your insurance won't be that expensive. Your insurance won't be. Because you own the vehicle. Exactly. Your registration won't be as expensive. Um, because the car's already paid off and it's a used car. So um, you don't have to put the mileage on there. Yeah. And and I think one misleading overall general thing is the fact that like people see, you know, whether it's a lease or financing commercial on a vehicle, you will see 329 per month, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's obviously excluding taxes and fees, which we all know, but... When you talk about insurance, you know, new vehicles, especially nowadays, like I said, it costs so much more to repair a car now than ever because of the technology. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have, like, for example, those um, those rear view mirrors that have the whole systems built in, cameras and all that stuff, it's not like a, you know, $10 rear view mirror that you can buy on Amazon. It's... You know, you got to get something that costs a lot more than that, you know, 10 times more, if not more than what you're used to. So the insurance yeah. companies take that into into consideration and just yeah. find a new car, you know, just keep that in mind. Same thing with Tesla tires. Tesla tires are so expensive because they, they use a certain brand and cert- they make their own tires, basically. Oh, yeah. They have a patent on it. It's I mean, it's so expensive for, and then it takes a long time yeah. for it to get the Teslas fixed. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah, just what I would do is contact insurance companies and just get different quotes uh, before purchasing a car just to kind of have an idea. Yeah. And go to different dealers, um, see what the price points are. Um, you said this, um, if this is your lower, your, your, your least um, debt is not the biggest debt but it's like in the middle of the pack or the, the lowest debt that you have, you always want to round up your payments um, to pay it off faster. 
um, say say if your payments is five fifty four, you want to run that up to at least six hundred dollars. Um, that way, it's easier for you to budget. You don't have to use those those odd numbers. It's an even number. You budget it. It's, it just goes in there easier. Um, and one last tip I have about buying a new car is that you don't want you if you do decide to buy a new car, I wouldn't buy twenty twenty. I would probably buy like a 2019, 2018. It's still new, zero mileage, but it, they have it usually for a bigger discount because the new model's out. Yeah, and they just want to get it off the lot. Exactly. Before they send it to another country. Exactly. <laughs> and they sell them, they get their money regardless. I think that's what they do. I think I heard that before. When they don't, whatever cars they don't sell, they ship to other countries and sell them there. I never knew that. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. So like... They'll send them to, I don't know, let's just say South America, for example, and then sell them there. And, and that way they don't lose. And it's still, then they start marketing for that vehicle. But they have to ship it to the same. So say America drives on the right line. So you have to. Oh, well, they, they won't, they won't, like if South America and, and Central America, they're, they're all standard. Like they all drive oh, like so, we oh, do. Okay. Like here in the United States. But I know London, well, UK, Imper um, UK and Japan, I know they drive on the other side. Yeah. And that's a different story. Yeah, Japan's <laughs> a different story. And uh, so next thing we want to talk about is your plastic debt. Plas plastic debt being credit card debt. According to the Federal Reserve, credit card balances stand at 848 billion dollars that's what the b and what does that mean you could basically round that off to what three trillion no hey oh 848 billion yeah. no because i think you need a thousand like it, it needs to get to the thousand billion to get to turn to a trillion oh snap oh <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa yeah i know when you get jeff to the bezos numbers, is rolling right now then because he's a trillion dollar man yeah yeah, I mean, when you get to these levels of numbers, it's 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 hard to count. It's crazy. You can't even count that high. Um, so $848 billion, what does that mean? You're not alone. Yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely hope. You're not alone. There's other people in credit card debt. And some people are just good at managing their credit card debt. I mean, it's it's cool. It's I wouldn't say it's cool, but... Some people just use it to get the points and then they'll pay it off when they get their paychecks. But it's when you have it out of control and you're just paying so much interest on yeah. it that it becomes a problem. But I want to talk about how to pay off that credit card debt and get in control. So, again, I want to talk about when it comes to paying off a credit card debt, I would recommend the debt snowball method because it's, to me, personally, it's the most effective uh, the debt snowball teaches you to pay off your credit card debt and all debt, actually, in order of the smallest balanced to the largest, like we said earlier. So you list your credit card debt from smallest to largest payoff balance. Don't worry about the interest rates. That's the first thing you're going to do. Don't worry about the interest rates. Just put in order from your smallest to your largest balances, Okay. Number two, you're going to make minimum payments on all the cards except that smallest credit card debt. All right. Attack the smallest card with everything you have. 
So like you're singling out that small debt and attacking it, just going in. Mm-hmm. All right. And then just pay off that smallest credit card. Next thing, close the account. Dance around your living room. Turn up. Party music is optional. Screw, it is what it I'm is. flexing on my debt. Yeah, flex on your debt. Make a song. Dance about it because you just paid off a credit card. Like sometimes I know in that despair and and crazy season and you know being in the valley like I've been with credit card debt personally it's like I'll never get out of debt but once you get that smallest credit card it's like okay now I'm starting to see a change yeah and you're making it work number five step number five take the money you were paying on the smallest credit card and roll it into paying off the next smallest balance. Now you see why it's the snowball effect. You're going to pay off that second credit card. Next thing you know, you're going to close that account. Dance and cheer around your living room. You know, because you're beginning to take control of your money. Now turn up the music so loud that you're going to get a noise complaint, guys. Because your neighbors probably need to know what you're doing so they can pay off their credit cards too. (laughs) So stay motivated. There's hope. Trust me. I am a living testimony on this. Exactly. Now, we're going to talk about side hustles. Side hustles are the most important part of helping fix your debt besides the budget. Um, If... If... You have a side hustle, it becomes 10 times easier to bring in your income and to pay off your debt. That's true. And honestly, there has not been a time period in history where there have been so many side hustle opportunities. Yeah, we're only going to name a few of them. Um, I will say the easiest one to get into is either Uber or Lyft. So... If you do Uber or Lyft, you can easily make $100 to $500 a week. Um, Amazon Flex, if you've never heard of it, is you download the app, you use your personal vehicle, go pick up the packages at the warehouse and deliver them to people's houses. You can, that's even has the name Flex in it. You can uh, easily make around anywhere between, depending on how much hours you put in it, same thing as Uber, 100 to 500 Babysitting. Cutting grass, cleaning houses, um, pet sitting. What I like about pet sitting is if you do it in research, um, there's plenty of people that are doing it around you. There's this one lady that does it around where we live, and she does $30. Shout out to her. $30 um, to um, take the dog or the cat to their house and take care of it per night. So if it's a week, you know, she makes a certain amount of money. Um, she can either go to your house, feed it. That's $15. And if you want the dog or any other animal walked is $17, um, per walk. So I like that one. I told my wife, she should look into doing it too. She's making bank. She's making bank. That's a good deal. She's, she's got something good going on for her. Yeah. Real good. And I'm pretty sure that's going to get more popular because how many homes own, dogs or cats oh yeah just about every american owns a pet yep and everybody goes on vacation sometimes a couple days um cleaning houses i like that one too um just 
you can even clean your neighbor's house. Just go knock on there and be like, hey, I'll clean your house for X, Y, Z. Um, and that'll help you out. Another one that's really good is selling products on social media. Um, you just decide to have a product, make it, and sell it on social media. And, I mean, you get to keep 100% of the profit it's minus shipping or whatever. I mean, shout out to Door Designs. Door Designs. My wife's Instagram. That's door.design. Designs. And so she makes handmade earrings and she sells them on, on Instagram. And all she does is pays for the shipping, but everything else is profit for her. And, I mean, that's an amazing uh, side hustle, which brings up the fact that you can... What are you good at? Because my my brother Pedro just listed some, but a lot of times you can use your talents to create side hustles for you. Yeah. You know, like if you're good at drawing, I mean, look into, you know, doing something for businesses or, you know, there's people that, that need that kind of stuff. And if you go on, uh, it's called, oh, what's that website's name? Uh, Fiverr. Is it Fiverr? No, there's there's another website. Upwork. Upwork. Upwork.com. So Upwork.com is a website where, n- not sponsored, but I have used Upwork.com for, you know, side, for side hustles. And you can use whatever talents you have, whether it's drawing, whether it's uh, writing, photography, things of that nature, anything like that. You can actually just post a profile on there. And people will look on there for, for jobs that they need. And then they will contact you. And Upwork takes their percentage. The longer you work for them, the less percentage they take. But still, that's a way you can use your talents and put yourself out there in a community of freelancers. Yeah. And it's free to start. Yeah. It's, it doesn't cost anything to start. That's right. Yeah. So I, I really do like selling products on social media because there's just a vast amount of people on there. And to start off selling something on there can lead to something really big. It could pretty much pay off your cars. Yeah. Um, DoorDash. Have you never done DoorDash? Same thing as like Amazon, Uber. Um, you can even start up a business like your wife did. Um, it takes no, it, it's, it's like you can do it by just doing your hobbies. Basically yeah. what you like. Exactly. And she makes amazing handmade earrings. This is a shameless plug. <laughs> at dot or at door dot designs in Instagram. And you can check out her work. Yeah. Um, another thing which you could do with side hustles is listen to podcasts. Shout out to Money and Coffee. But you can listen <laughs> to other podcasts too. Um, instead of listening to music on your way to work or on your way to your house. True. Yeah. And read books instead of binge watching on Netflix. It gives you more ideas. It opens up your canals and your brains to think of stuff. You know, just because I listed them here doesn't mean you have to do these. You can do anything else. It's your side hustle. um, And it works parallel with your work. Yeah. Get on that side hustle mentality. Yeah. That's what I like to call it. Your entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. And... You know, there's this uh, artist that I listened to a song. It's called Hustle. Oh, yeah. Joey Vantes. And he says on there, it's not about being busy. You know, like there's so many people who talk about, man, I got to hustle 24-7, team no sleep. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't. 
honestly, I don't personally believe in that. I think that, like Joey Vanti says, Joey Vanti says in the song, it's not about being busy. It's about being intentional with your time. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you're driving to work and you're listening to music where you, if that's an opportunity for you to listen to a podcast or listen to something that will get your creative juices flowing, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And so, guys, that is flexing on your dead. We have covered all of our topics. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Money and Coffee. Uh, check us out on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and just leave us some comments, guys. Comment on our stuff on what you want to hear next or how you're flexing on your debt or your own ideas on how to flex on your debt. Post videos flexing on your debt if you went ahead and paid off that small credit card and if you're just, you know, making a move towards taking our advice. Yeah. Give us a shout-out. We'd love to hear from you guys. Money and coffee. Money and coffee. Peace. Peace.